0: Well, praise God. You know, this is, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, what, about a week and a half ago? You know, this particular time of the season is just wonderful. I mean, Thanksgiving, all the family, all the friends, all the food. You can look at me, you can tell I like food. And uh, I, we just had a, a great time with Thanksgiving. And then right behind that is Christmas. And these decorations are here. I love to see the decorations, but, you know, I don't like to put them up myself. Now, I know, Pastor Monica, you probably had your tree up in July, right? <laughs> I know she loves the decorate. They do. Marla, did you get your tree? <laughs> October. <laughs> well, anyway, I love the decorations and Tammy Sue and the, the team that did that. They did a fantastic job in decorating here. Yeah, give her a hand. But this is just a wonderful time of the year. And uh, I I love this time of the year and I was thinking about the message that the Lord gave me. And it's it's kind of based around Thanksgiving, but it's not about Thanksgiving itself. It's about living a life of thanks living. You know, when you look at the times that we, we live in right now and what we're going through, and and uh, I know you, you can't believe this. I'm only twenty-nine years old and Okay, I got to confess that was a lie, but uh, I'm 74 years old, but I've never seen our nation so divided as it is right now, and uh, it just breaks my heart to see that because I'm a people person, I love people, I don't care what walks of life they're from, I don't care what political suasion they have, and I think Pastor Scott tried to you know, give us a great message when he talked about where our allegiance should be, and that's to God and to Jesus Christ, and uh, during this, that really difficult time, during the political time. And so, this nation is so d- divided right now. And there's so many things going on. This particular Christmas, I mean, there's a lot of things happening in the world, a lot of things happening even in America with inflation and everything that's going on. And I think you would agree with me that this is a very busy, busy time. It's a very trying time for people. And with all the rushing and the doing, and it's easy to grumble and complain. And I hear people all the time. You know, and I quit watching the news channels, to be honest with you, because I don't care which, which side of the political spectrum you're on. And you know they're, they're, they're going to give their comments and their, their opinions about everything. Their opinion doesn't really matter to me. The only opinion that matters to me is what my God tells me that I have and what I can accomplish and what He wants me to do. That's the only opinion that really matters. And so, when you're watching the news station and you hear them start complaining about this side or that side or this event or that event and everything that's going on, then you can just kind of turn that off and say, I'm going to turn this on. What does my God say that's going to happen right now? Because that's what I believe. And I think because of the times that we live in, it's easier to just kind of you know just complain and grumble about everything. My message today I want to show you how we can live a life of thanks living. And so you can go to the next slide if you would there Paula, thank you. I want us to take a little test. This is a gratefulness test. And I want you to focus on the questions that's up there and don't you know i want you to answer them honestly to yourself i'm not going to call somebody out and say okay what was your answer to number 1 and yours to number 5 or whatever this is between you and god and your and and so you just look at these questions and answer them completely positive to where you're at the very first question do you say thank you less than once a day or do you say two or three times or even more You know, how many times do you look for reasons to say thank you to people? How many times do you look for reasons to say, thank you, God, for all that you've done for me this day? And that's what we're going to be talking about. Question number two. Do you often spend time wishing and dreaming that things would be different? Or do you often thank God, even in difficult circumstances and situations? That's what we should be doing. We know it's a difficult time that we live in. We know things are, are going on that we don't particularly like and care about. But our focus should be giving God thanks for every single situation and every single circumstance. Number three, do you often find fault with others? Or do you express resilience, forgiving spirit, and a grace filled spirit toward others? It's easy. It's a lot easier because of human nature, unfortunately, to grumble and complain about somebody else. But God says, you know, look for the good in them. There's good in everybody, I think. And so you look for the good in people, so that way you can just, you know, doesn't worry about, I'm not going to grumble and complain about people or find fault in others. I'm just going to find the good in everybody. Number four, are most of the words that come out of your mouth Critical and negative are, are they positive and affirming? God wants our words to be positive and affirming. And when we have a God that gives us everything that we need, we can be positive, And we can just be positive about everything in every single situation and every single circumstance. Number five, do you have a demanding spirit? More often looking to others to meet your needs? Or do you look for ways to meet other people's needs? God expects us to do that. He expects us to go out and beyond ourselves and help others. Number six, do you blame others for your problems? Or do you easily take ownership of your own problems? You know, the psalmist speaks about a thankful heart in psalms a lot and in psalms 95 2 it says this let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms we had just an amazing worship service and certainly what happened after the worship service was just amazing and fantastic but we get to come before god and be in his presence with a heart of thanksgiving that's what he expects and then in Psalms, uh, uh, go ahead and next slide if you would, Paula. In Psalms 6930, it says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Psalms 95.2, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with Psalms. And then Psalms 104, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his holy name. Can you see that God's trying to get our attention here through the word about our heart and the, our life It should be a life of thanks living? Being thankful for God every single day for what he's done for us and what he continues to do? Because the God I serve is faithful and I think... Uh, Pastor Mel just shared that up there a little bit earlier. God is faithful. He's faithful to you. He's never let you down. He will never let you down because He's a faithful God. And so that's what God is. And so our attitude every single day should be one of thanksgiving. So thankful for what our God has done. Next slide, please. So here's what I'm going to talk about. We had Thanksgiving about a week and a half ago. How do you turn Thanksgiving into a thanks-living life. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to give you 10 ways that we're going to do that. You know, Thanksgiving is a special time, as I said. You know, usually it's a time that we should be gathering around with family and friends and, and we cook these amazing meals and we have this amazing food and then we share that with others, hopefully. And Thanksgiving was a time set aside really to give thanks to God for His abundance and what He's done for us. But so many times, we as families and friends, we get together and there's everything going on during this particular day and you're having to prepare the meal and cook the meal and everything's going on. We very seldom stop during that time and say, let's just go around in the room and say, what are you thankful for? What has God done in your life that you're thankful for? You know, and this message might not be for anybody in this room but me, but I can tell you, I need to change my life. And I need to focus on the things that God has given me, the things that God has promised me, and I need to walk in that. So this might not be for anybody but me, but I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to make some changes based on what the Holy Spirit told me in this message. So our life with with thanksgiving, that should just be a start. There was a lady named Nancy DeMoss Magenwaff, I think I'm pronouncing her last name right. She's a, a, a great author, written many, many books, and has a great ministry. And here's what she says about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving really should be thanks living, a way of life, morning, noon, and night, continually, forever giving thanks to the Lord. Our life, it should be a lifestyle. We should, we should just think about every single day. God is always doing something for us. And so many times, we just take it for granted what he's done. And we expect it, unfortunately, as Christians. We expect, well, God, you've got to do this. You've got to come through. He does. He promises. He will. But that should not be our attitude. Our attitude should be saying, God, I just appreciate you so much. You've given me so much. Even this very day, you've given me. So many things. So let's take a look. How can we take, change our life to a thanks living life? I'm going to give you 10 ways to do it. We're going to go through these real fast. I promise you, you'll get out of here quick. The very first one to, to live a life of thanksgiving is, is understanding the foundation of a life of thanksgiving. That foundation is found in Jesus Christ. Amen. He's given us everything that we need to get through this life. He restored us back into a relationship with the Father. He's given us that by His blood. We are back in that relationship with the Father. He's provided healing for each and every one of us by His stripes. We are healed. We can walk in divine health. We can be strong and healthy because Jesus Christ has already provided it for us. He's provided emotional strength for us. He was rejected. He was spit upon by the very people that he came and gave his life for. And yet they rejected him. They spit upon him. They made fun of him. That helps us knowing that, you know, people are going to reject us sometime, but we can be emotionally strong just like Jesus Christ was. He's provided everything, everything for us that we need. So the foundation of living a life of thanks living is understanding that Jesus Christ has paid everything for us. Gratitude is a response to the great mercy that we have been shown through Jesus Christ. God has commanded. Let me just let me go to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 says this. And I'm sorry it's not up there, but you know it, and you can look it in your Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, be joyful. Always. Didn't say be joyful sometimes when things are going great. Didn't say be joyful when you know, you're getting that raise. It says be joyful always. Then he goes on to say this. Pray continually. Now does God expect us to get on our knees 24 hours a day, seven days a week? No. But He expects us to have a heart of prayer and be living in that daily as you go about your day You can have an attitude of prayer. You don't have to speak it out loud, but just be prayerful always. And then he says this in verse 18. Give thanks in only certain situations. No. It's not what he says. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will. Look at this. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why would God's will for us to be living a life of thanksgiving and to be thankful for Him. Why do you think He's, I mean, is He some kind of tyrant up there that says, okay, you've got to be thankful for everything I've done for you? No. He does it because He knows it's for our good. You know, He tells us, you know, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He knows that when we begin to express thanksgiving to Him, it lifts our heart, it lifts our spirit, and it increases our faith every single day. So when we do that, we're living a life of thanksgiving and thanks living before God. You know, he's not, like I said, you know, does the Father want outward compliance, our heart capable of expressing his will, and it does it naturally. That's what he wants. He wants our hearts to be sensitive to him every single day. So the foundation of living a life of thanks living is found in Jesus Christ. The framework, number two up there, the framework for living a life of thanks living is our habit of gratitude. Do we have a habit of gratitude? We took that grat- gratitude test, that gratefulness test at the very beginning, but do we really do those kind of things that we talked about? being Saying thank you so many times a day and being grateful for people and encouraging people and loving people. Our habit of gratitude forms the framework of thanksgiving. It's authentic gratitude that builds on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We can learn from the Israelites. If you follow the Israelites, you know that you know, they, their gratitude was, was waving at times, and it was conditional. It was very conditional for them. They were thankful for God when God took care of them, but when they were wandering in the wilderness and things get a little bit rough, they started murmuring and complaining. Many Christians do that. We find ourselves doing that. I've been guilty of doing that in the past. You know, Like I said, you get that raise, you're very thankful for it. You get that job, you're thankful for it. But how about when they, they sit there and tell you, the company says, we're going to have to reduce your salary. Times are tough. Do you give God thanks for that? God, I thank you that I still have a salary. I thank you that my source and my confidence is not in the company that I work for. My source and my confidence is in you. And your word says that you will take care of me, that you never will leave me, you'll never forsake me, you'll always be there for me. That's where my confidence lies. So if they do tell you that we're going to have to take part of your money back, part of your salary back, or we might even have to let you go, you give God thanks. God, I thank you that I'm alive. I thank you that you got those promises already. And I know that you're going to lead me. I can tell you so many testimonies in my own life, and I won't take the time to do that, how God has taken care of me and advanced me in the career that I used to have in the IT industry. He advanced me in that, and he took care of me in that. And even when times got tough with other companies, he still took care of me. He made sure that I was taken care of. That's what our God does. That's where your confidence needs to be. Grateful not only for what we have and can do, but also for so many things that did not touch us in a negative way. Give God praise Amen. and thanks for those things. We don't know what could have happened to us and what could have happened I mean, to sickness or anything else. We believe that God heals, but, you know, we've got so many things that we don't even know going throughout this life what could have happened. So I'm thanking God for those things that didn't happen to me negative because He watches over me and He takes such good care of us. Gratitude comes very hard in this entitlement culture that we live in today. We are also often have an ungrateful mindset, but gratitude is a decision of the will. Pastor Chuck Swindoll said it this way, deciding to be thankful is no easy task. It takes work. Learn to desire the giver more than the gift. Amen. Learn to desire the giver. More than the gift. So Jesus Christ is the foundation. The framework of a life of thanksgiving is knowing that, uh, that authentic uh, gratitude. Being thankful for everything that you have. The focus on a life of thanks. Living now. You're going to find this. It's be content. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, be content in it. You know, you don't say you have to like it, but just be content in it because you know that God has got a bigger plan and a better plan for you. And the culture of more that we live in today, there's a lot of whining and grumbling that goes on. We're not happy with our many blessings and we focus instead on, on losses and lack. That's the way that we've been, that's the culture that we live in. And that's not what God's Word says. God's Word says focus on on what I've already done for you and focus on the promises that I've given to you in the Word. That's where your focus should be. Not on what's going on around you. It's not how much we have, but how much we enjoy that makes for our happiness. It's not how much we have, but it's how much that we enjoy what we have. You know, you can look at your closets and they're probably like mine and like my wife's, they're probably packed with clothes that a lot of times we, we don't even wear them anymore. They're just still hanging up and there. A lot of people are better at cleaning out their closets than I am, you know, because they get rid of those things and they keep it, you know, seasonal and that sort of thing. And I don't, you can, by the way I dress, you can tell I don't keep it seasonal. But, but anyway, we ought to be thankful for everything that God has given us because there's people around this world that don't have anything. And we ought to be thankful for what God has blessed us with and make a point that says, I'm going to reach out to others and help them. The number four thing is the faithfulness in a thanks-living life. And Pastor Mel said it just earlier. God is faithful. That's where the faithfulness comes from. Our God is totally and completely faithful. Look at the Israelites again. I think they had spiritual amnesia. When you look at their life and when they were going around through the wilderness, they often forgot what God did for them. You know, they murmured and complained when things got a little bit tough and a little bit rough. That's not the way that we should live. The way that we live a thanksgiving life is we know that our God is faithful. And He's never let us down and He will never let us down. And I don't care what circumstance you're going through in this life. God's got it under control. You've got to trust him in believing that he does have it under control. And so I, you know, I talked about Thanksgiving a little bit earlier that so many times we get caught up in everything and we don't have a chance to just really sit down and begin to talk about to the whole family that's there and the friends that are there, what God has done for us. But here's what I want to challenge you, and this is what I'm going to start doing actually this afternoon. I want you to start writing, writing down on a piece of paper what God has done for you this day. Before you go to bed tonight, write it down. Just a few words, what God has done for you. Then I want you to put it in a jar. Because next Thanksgiving day, I want you to take them out. And no, you don't have to read all of them, because hopefully you've got 364 of them. But you can take them out and read a few of them to the family and to the friends that are there. Because it keeps our focus on God in a life of thanks living and it helps those around us know that they can have that same kind of gratitude in their heart because it encourages them as well the faithfulness in thanks living is a god that is always faithful number 5 how do we feed thanks thanks living how do we feed that we do it by encouraging one another sit down with your family and your friends And just begin to talk about how much God has blessed you. Don't wait until next Thanksgiving to do that. Start doing it now. Encouraging them. When you know that they're going through things, let them know that they can still be thankful even during the hard times. Help encourage them that way and let them understand that it's not just about the here and now because God has the future for us already picked out. He knows what's going on in our life. You know, this whole thing that we're going through right now with our nation and around the world, it's not a surprise to God. God knew that. He knew it was going to happen, and He said, I'm going to take care of you through it. You don't have to worry about it. I've got you covered. i got your back, as they say. God has our back. And so we need to let those around us and encourage them, our family and our friends, and even the people that we meet at the store. Great time to go shopping Christmas. And don't don't be ashamed to say Merry Christmas to the person that checks you out. Let them know that and say, you know what? I've got a lot to be thankful for. And you do as well. You've got a job. You could be thankful to God for that. You've got a lot to be thankful for right now, and especially in this nation. Next slide, Paula. We're going to go through six through ten now. The feasting of a life of Thanksgiving. You know, part of the modern day, Thanksgiving Day, is all the food. Feasting on that food is what we do, and we are good at it. And I know I'm really good at it. But you eat all that turkey and then that afternoon you get really tired and sleepy. And so, but that's part of the modern day Thanksgiving is the feasting itself. Representing, that feasting represents a gratitude for the abundance in our lives. So when you do that, you've got that food there. It's a perfect time right then to find out that God has provided all of that for each and every one of us, for our families. He's given that to us and He's provided it. Christians find their abundance in Christ because of the gospel message of redemption. When you think about that, we have everything to be thankful for. Jesus Christ has redeemed us back to the Father. And we're in His care. You know, the, talk about the, you know, the, the history of the Israelites and everything else. They were given seven feasts or festivals. And that was to represent Jesus, I mean, represent God and what God has done for them. And to be happy with that. There were four of those that were in the springtime feast. And they point back to what Christ accomplished during His first coming. And then the three fall feasts point toward His second coming. Those feasts were not by accident in the Scripture. They were put there to remind us even in the New Testament that God has provided things for us. You know, and, and one of them, I think about the Lord's Supper and we just celebrated that last, was it last Sunday we celebrated the Lord's Supper? I think it was. Maybe Sunday before last. I get... But anyway, we celebrate the Lord's Supper around here once, once a month. You should be doing it a lot. I, well, I used to travel around the world a lot. I always wanted to stay strong. And so I would take a little communion cup and a little cracker with me and take some juice in that. And I would take communion every single day because it remind me of what Christ has already done. And I couldn't say, you know, God, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be healthy as I'm traveling and might be in China, might be in Japan, wherever I happen to be. I'm going to be strong and healthy while I'm here because Jesus Christ has provided that for me already. And so I remind myself when I was on the road and I would take it daily. Sometimes when I get sick and I, cold or whatever and I can't seem to get over it, take communion. You know, take communion. You don't have to wait until the month that we do it here at the church. You can take it daily yourself because that reminds us, and that was one of the feasts about the Passover. That reminds us of what Christ has already done. Number seven, to live a life of thanksgiving is recognizing the family. In Psalms 111, it says this, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Gratitude is at the heart of a Christian community. Gratitude is at the heart of our community. Grateful to God. Grateful to Jesus Christ for what they've done for us. And we need to share that. We enjoy what we have more by sharing it with others. And Christians are to be cultivating gratitude together with the family of God. That's our job. You know, you talk about a great way to evangelize. We should all be thinking about evangelism and bringing somebody to Christ. The best way to do that is just simply sharing what God has done for you. When you share that, that begins to let them realize that they have hope and they have a plan as well. Evangelism, just by simply sharing what God and Christ has done, will begin to change their thinking, and the Holy Spirit will begin to work on them for that. Number eight, the formation of a thanksgiving life is to teach others well. Plan for the legacy of gratitude. The formation of thanksgiving in our families begins with daily modeling of gratitude and appreciation for people. But we also teach our families to come to God with a thankful heart and speak of His works with joy. We explain why thanksgiving to God is so important. The foundation of a thanksgiving life is Jesus Christ. The framework is gratitude. The focus is just be content Faithfulness is God is always faithful. Feeding means you know, feeding our, our lives means encouraging each other. And feasting is redemption with Christ has done. The family is lifting up others. And number eight, we talked about it was teaching others well, family and friends. Number nine, the freedom of a thanks living life is in him, in Jesus Christ. That we talked about so so many times it's an expression of a free heart toward the one who freely gave everything for each and every one of us we have so much to be thankful for and we need to recognize it every single day of our life the beautiful truth is this while without christ we can do nothing in him we are free and can do all things because of God freely gives his children all things to enjoy and we turn can freely and we in turn can freely share those with others number 10 the fruit of a thanks living life is a transformed life Amen. your life is transformed by Jesus Christ Amen. it's been transformed and the more that we recognize what God has done and what he continues to do it helps our our help our attitude Dr. George Bannister said this, an attitude of thanksgiving bears positive transformation fruit in the believer's life. We see this fruit in the great psalm of worship in Psalms 100. Paul, if you give the next slide, please. I'm going to read Psalms 100. It says this, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Those first two verses, we see how God transforms our emotional condition when we give thanksgiving back to Him. He transforms all of that. In verse 3 it says, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. See how the focus changes? We find a greater purpose than focusing on ourselves. Life is all about God and not about us. God will take care of us as long as we keep our focus on Him. And then those last two verses says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues. It's always faithful. Why can't we slow down every single day and just worship Him and thank Him for all that He's done for us? I want to live a life of thanksgiving. I'm not just around Thanksgiving time. I want to live it daily. And the way that I do that was, was I understand who, where the foundation is And it's through Jesus Christ. And I have everything through Him. The next slide. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The only prayer you said, if the only prayer you said your whole life was thank you, that would be sufficient. Thanking God. If that's the only prayer that you ever prayed, We always focus on our needs, and God wants us to, you know, to to pray about our needs and what we need and what's going on. But if we just simply said, God, I'm just thanking you today. You're taking care of me so many times, and he has. He's never let me down. Not one time has God ever let me down. We pray for the big things and forget to give thanks for the ordinary and the small, and yet really small gifts. How can God entrust great things to the one who will not thankfully receive him for the little things? Thank him for the little things every single day. You can't be grateful for something you feel entitled to. You can't be grateful. If you think you're entitled to it, you can't be grateful for it. You can only be grateful from a heart that says, you know, God, I don't deserve any of this. I really don't. But you take care of me. You're a loving God and a loving Father. Practice saying thank you to God every day for all the things, great and small, and for all circumstances, God. In all circumstances, good and not so good. Work at living a thanksgiving life. So the next slide I'm going to close with this. I'm going to give you five easy things that you can do to start living a life of thanksgiving. And these are simple. They're very easy to do. The first one that you need to understand. Because, you know, when when we give a a heart of thanksgiving, it helps us. You know, God says that when He says it's His will for us because He knows that that helps us through this life. But before you go to bed at night, give God praise and thanks for what He's done for you that particular day. Because He's done so much for us and we just got to stop and slow down and recognize that this is what He's done for me this day. This is what he's provided for me. This is what he's given me. So at night, before you go to bed, take a few moments to appreciate those, before, those things before you go to sleep and say a prayer of thanks. The second thing you can do is exchange gratitude stories with your spouse or your closest friend or whoever it might be. You can express gratitude stories with them. You could do it in the morning before your day starts. Do it at night before you go to sleep. Text them throughout the day. You know what? This is what God's done for me. Now, I can tell you I'm guilty of not doing that, but I'm going to start. And John East is going to start getting text messages from me. This is what God did for me today. What did God do for you is what I'm going to ask her. And I know she'll reply to it. But there's all kind of ways that we can exchange that and share that with the person that we love. How about this? Leaving reminders. Sticky notes. Now, Johnny does this a lot of times, and she's been doing it for a long time, putting little sticky notes on the cabinets and on the coffee pot, and I thank God for the coffee that I'm drinking. I really do thank God for the coffee that I'm drinking, and I know Larry and Marta do as well. But, you know, put little sticky notes out there. Put it on your phone. You can send yourself reminders on your phone with all the technology we have to say, hey, stop right now, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and give praise and thanks to God. And just recognize what he's done for you. So put those reminders out there. Make lists of gratitude. You know, when you think about you know when you brush your of routines, I'm not gratitude. Make make a gratitude list of routines. When you're brushing your teeth, thank God that you have teeth to brush. When you're combing your hair, thank God that you have hair to comb. Now, I can tell you right now, I've got to do a, got a good shout out. I told her I would. I went to see my barber on Thursday because I was getting really ragged and scruffy. And I told her I was going to be ministering this morning. And she made me look so good. Her name was Kimberly at uh, Simon's Barbershop on Hannah Road. And I said, Kimberly, I'm going to let people know you're responsible for this. And, and it looks good, right? So, okay. But do give God thanks for the things that's routine. When you start walking around, taking a few steps, give God thanks that you can do that. God, I thank you I'm healthy. I can thank you that I can take one step after the other. Because a lot of people, some people can't. Be thankful for what, in the routine things, every single day, be thankful. And then this last one, a journal, or making thankfulness strips. As we said, I'm going to start writing those little pieces of thank yous what for God, what He's done for me. I'm going to put them in a jar, and next Thanksgiving, I'm going to share them with my family and the friends and whoever I'm around. You can start out just writing three to five down a day. The next thing you know, that's not enough. You'll start writing seven to 12, because our life should be a life of gratitude and thankfulness to God. He's provided everything. So my message to you this morning is just recognize what God's done for you. Be thankful about it. Share it with other people. Share it with your friends. Share it with your coworkers. Let them know why you're smiling all the time because God's got everything under control and that you can live a life of thanks living. And then next Thanksgiving, I want you to promise me that you're going to spend time with family and friends wherever you go and you're going to share some stories about how God was faithful in how God never lets you down because he never will let you down. He's always faithful. Amen. Amen? Praise God. Pastor Scott, thank you for this opportunity to get up and share. Brother Gerald, you make me nervous. <laughs> I love it. Pastor Albert makes me nervous too when, I, when he's down there and, and ready to sit. But I really do. I appreciate it. I'm thankful for a church that will give others, you know, opportunity to get up and share. And I thank you for listening and being attentive as well. So why don't we uh, get our prayer partners up here. You want me to close it down, Pastor Scott? We get our prayer partners up here. If you have any need in your life at all, they're here to use their faith, to join with your faith, to pray over those. And certainly, we've been talking about that relationship with Christ. If you don't have that relationship with Christ, they can certainly pray with you about that and introduce you to that as well but what I want you to do this afternoon and before you go to bed tonight is write down some things that you're thankful for that God has provided because when you start to think about it there's so many more things that he's done for us than we can ever express back to him but let's make a commitment to start living a thanks living life amen thank you for coming God bless you